from the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders, we are the Forum for the Fan, the Bleed Blue Show. Now, here are your hosts, Steve and Chris. the J-O-B with these Giants, man, Big Blue. What's up, everyone? This is your professor with, with the absolute Zul Azul himself. What's happening, man? This is uh, this is the Big Blue Roundtable, as usual, like we do every other week about this time. We're going to talk about the training camp and, and all these deals with with our uh, our team. And also, we got some other news later on. And we're just going to top it up for 90 minutes, man, like we used to do, like we're supposed to do, like we're going to do for the rest of the season. So talk to us, 929-477-4171. Azul. What's, what's up? up, homie? What's going on? Hey, Can you hear me up there? Can you hear me? I, I, yeah, they got you. They got you. They better get you. Yeah, um, we have shit. A, we got a lot to discuss, tonight. man. Um, got contracts. Uh, Let's make be. a deal. Monty, Monty Hallstyle, mm-hmm. Andrew Thomas, Saquon Barkley. Remember, we... <laughs> Kind of held Saquon Barkley, um, I would call it on trial, but, you know, what he was going to do. And little we know that he was going mm-hmm. to butt quick on that money, man. He gave in. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know, he, he only knows his own pockets. That was my only disclaimer when we talked about it. But we'll talk about Andrew Thomas, uh, Saquon Barkley, the camp battles. I got questions as far as the camp battles with training camp uh, officially underway. You know, like you said, on the back mm-hmm. end of the episode, the last, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes of the rest of the NFL, they got the Hall of Fame game right. in Canton with the Jets and the Browns, Rock Hard Knocks. Uh, I want to get the feedback of Carl's recommendation on that Netflix, uh, Netflix quarterbacks. I did check it out. He was, he was absolutely correct. That shit was fantastic if you have not seen it. Uh, even if I could get into some Denver Broncos, that's a lot to get into 90 minutes, even for a 90-minute episode. But well, we got big 90 minutes. We could chop it up. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah but, let me get around, man, because I know we got to get everybody on. I don't want to waste time. And, and Nickelbacker Avenue fan, four <laughs> great episode last week with me and Av. Shout outs to Av. Uh, Orange and the Blues. We're going to definitely dissect his own documentary. You can check it out on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, Orange and the Blues featuring Nickelbacker Avenue uh, on Amazon Prime. We have the Ring Podcast with Richard Proud. A great discussion with the guys over there this past uh, Tuesday with the blue shirts and the, the prospect coming up. And, of course, around the NHL for the Seattle Kraken, Colorado Avalanche, Edmonton Oilers. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks for that. And then, uh, you know, the baseball, we'll pick that up uh, over the weekend. Uh, and then, of course, you know, let me say this for the front line. Shout out to the front lines. You heard lit two weeks ago on here. We'll double down on it. Frontliners tailgate Hard Rock Stadium, 9 to 12 p.m., lot 42 for the Miami game. You got the uh, – you got the also the Phoenix pre. We didn't mention that uh, uh, two weeks ago. We'll, we'll mention it again. They got a, a, a Friday night meet and greet in Phoenix, Arizona, downtown Phoenix, Arizona, for the frontliners, and as well as for the frontliners, the annual tailgate, Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, the first weekend, the first Sunday in November. They got the whole lineup out there for that. Uh, I'll be real quick. Friday meet and greet with the Vegas Giants bar. They got stadium tours and. Party buses on Saturday, community service on Saturday, and of course Sunday, the big blue tailgate. You already know if you've been to one of these, uh, definitely check it out. And if not, you want to you know, come around, be around your fellow big blue fans, Chris. 
That's a lot of announcements. Just want to say that you can go to the uh, Frontliners NYG Frontliners on Instagram at NYG Frontliners. So I think I did a little bit. Every one of those. Anything else you like that? Say what? Uh, say again? No, no, no. no. Let, let me let me just say this. Every one of those tailgates that you well actually events that you mentioned in all three of those major cities is going to be so, fire. Every one of them. Every one of them. So, I got so, at least two I'm hitting, but. I, mean, I guarantee you, if you were within earshot of this, you, you'd want to attend at least one. For real, for so you real, got, for real. It's going to be. So you got, mm-hmm. they're going to be in Phoenix, in Miami, right. in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. That's a lot. In Vegas. That, that is, man. That's right. Man. My sec, my, I mean, it's my, an all-star of fans. Like, Lit is headed that. Lit and Vegas, these are all-star of giant fans. Bro. I mean, they when they travel, oh, yeah. they travel. But you're going to be in good company in the, any of those weekends. Go to NYG Frontliners on Frontliners on Instagram, man. I mean, you this, this is a good one they got lined up, man. So shout-outs to them. And with that, we better get a performance. <laughs> so we'll swing it to that part. Right about now. Well, here's the thing about that. I mean, Carl will tell you if he's on. Like, when we were in Chicago in 2019, sometimes, especially if it's later in the year when the team is not doing as well, the Big Blue, it takes a lot of sting out of going to those games because if the Giants are not going to make the playoffs or if they're not – you know, most of these seasons, the last couple of seasons, they weren't in position to be in the playoffs like they were last year, right? So it did take away a lot of this thing because a lot of people were doing it because who knows what they're going on in their personal life. They did it for the camaraderie. I think that's the biggest thing I've seen when fans come together. It's almost like a family reunion type of uh, scenery because they love that they're doing it with like-minded people. They're rocking the same colors. It's, it really are great events they put on. I mean, you've seen the ones in Tampa, right, Chris? Like Tampa a couple of times. Right. That they you know they've done it in Atlanta, Charlotte, Chicago, Miami. They did it in Miami a couple of times. Now they're going out west, Phoenix, and we did it in San Francisco in 2016. We did it in London. So yeah, I mean they're doing it all over the world, man. And out of these three games, you know the latest one is the is the Las Vegas Raider game. That's on November the fifth, like you said. Yeah, and so that's the big one. I yeah. think we're still. Yeah. Yeah, we'll still be in the hunt, I believe, by that time. Okay. The wood at. Yeah, we'll still be in the hunt by then. I have to um, – I'm definitely going – I'm also – I said three, but I'm going – no, I said two, but I'm going to three. I'm going to the Saints games, too, later on this year. But let's swing into it, man. Everything is – you know, look, there's going to be a, a lot of camaraderie, a lot of fun. Uh, hey, find a way to get there. You don't have to go to all three or four, man, but you got to go to at least one, man, so you can meet up with – People that you haven't seen before, old friends that you're familiar with, whether they be on social media or not, or just crazy-ass people like me and Steve. So, so you can do that, you know. It's all good either way. 929-477-4171, Big Blue Roundtable. Some of the hardcore, real hardcore eggheads are in, are in the uh, blue eggheads at that, Steve, are in the uh, queue right now. Let's Let's go around and see who they are. Oh, man. Man, I'm just having a good old time right now, man. I can't believe we're doing this again. So, who's up first? Is it, is it, is it, is it, no, it's not. I do not see him. This is not the notorious Big O, is it? No, I didn't make the first cut. Wow. Yes, you did. I, I, oh, Lady Blue <laughs> always beat me, man. That's, it is Lady Blue always beat me, bro. And that's what I'm like, nah, ain't no way. Nah, you got her. What? You got her. You got it, bro. What's happening, my guys? 
You all, he's the Hall of Famer of sound bites on this show. Big O is the Hall of Famer of sound bites on this show. I mean, he's still got sound bites in here from five, six years ago. I can't believe how long this shit's been doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Coaching, man. Come on, man. Hey, that's a classic right there. Because no, I, no, that was facts at that time. That was facts. And, and now we got some real coaching. And, and, and look at the results. Yeah. Man. Is the JPP one in there still? The one with JPP? Like you and your sister? Holy shit. That's, that's oh, the man. It's not going to work. I'm going to find it. Not going to work. I'm going to find it. Oh, it's so Charles, I before you ask me that question, Charles. Um, Charles, man. I, JPP hand, man. It's not going to work, man. Yeah, that's true. He, he has to go. He has to go. It's not working. And it never worked for us. It never worked. It didn't work. But Big O, we getting right back to you, man. We gotta introduce everybody else in the house. All right, fam. I'm here. I'm here. You got it. Brian, big hit his corners podcast. You are back in the queue, man. How you doing? Uh oh. Oh, we're trying to get serious. We're doing great, Doctor. How are you? Oh, everything is everything. Everything's gravy, man. You excited? Yeah, the season's I'm, about I'm, to pop I'm, up. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, what's Brian, what's going on, man? Brian, what's good, man? One eye on the Yankees right now, up 3-2. to two. But, but uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm real excited. I've been following quite a bit about the uh, about camp right here, and everything's sounding really good coming out of there. Uh, I got a few questions yes. as far as you know. Yeah, a couple injuries going. We'll get into that along the way. But, yeah, great to be back. And, and, and by the way, by it. all means, please tell everybody about your show, your podcast. It's got a great conversation. Oh, yeah. We plugged it before. But, by the way, since you're here, go ahead and do the honors. Yeah, it's the, the Big Hitters Corner podcast. It's uh, on Facebook. You can get it on Twitter and at, at the uh, the Big Blue Huddle. You know, it's run, runs uh, you know, under the auspices of the Big Blue Huddle. It, uh, organization I'm involved with, a great bunch of guys, uh, which is, you know, www.giantsfans.net, you know, run by Richie and uh, Ed Vett and a good outfit. So, uh, yeah, and that, that's my podcast runs through them and uh, Facebook uh, at the Big Hitters Corner. So check it All out for right. time. Absolutely. Well, we definitely will. It'll be a long season. So, yes, you, you will get our hit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have to have one out right after uh, next week's uh, uh, playoff game, so. Okay. All right. Fair enough, man. We, we'll, we'll tune in. You know that's how we do. That's Brian, everybody. Uh oh, the C notes is back. Happy belated birthday from everybody. The Bleed Blue Show, sir. Happy belated. Thank you. Thank. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Steve. Good to hear from everybody. I see Big O is here with us with the greatest soundbite of all time about JPP. Happy fans. belated. Happy, happy belated. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, somehow I'm, I'm like. Ha- Somehow I'm halfway to 80, apparently. I didn't even know this myself. So we're taking it one day at a time. So, hey. hey I love uh, Best shape I've ever been uh, in. I'm things. happy. Oh, go ahead. Two things, Carl. Uh, the guys from the Ring Podcast with Ranger Proud, they said uh, happy birthday to you. Shout out to uh, Glenn and, and, and our Frank. And RP said happy birthday I to you. Them. And number two, you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We missed you too on the, on the hockey show. And also, um, you were dead right about Netflix. In the quarterbacks episode, you gave us the uh, the heads up uh, two weeks ago. We'll talk about some of that at the uh, later half of the show when we get to the rest of the NFL. Some of that, yeah. All right, sounds good. That was great. All, All right. right, that's the C notes, everyone. 
And last, but obviously not least, at NY Love 516. You all know her as the incomparable Lady Blue, and so do we. Lady What's up, girlfriend? Happy birthday, <laughs> and football is back, bitches. <laughs> I don't care if it's the Hall of Fame game I don't even care if it's the Jets and Browns I'm just happy football's back This has been like the longest dang off season I guess also because of everything else that's going on I'm just so happy football's back And I'm back with the people that I love All of you Oh man Alright, shout out we don't have All a right. That's what's up, Blue. We don't. I don't think we have a we'll we got to get one. No, we'll get one. We'll get one. 929-477-4171. This is the Bleed Blue Show. You heard all the eggheads chime in. They're frontliners. They also know the frontliners. And let me tell you, this, see, Lady Blue's right, man. This offseason itself seems like it was a season. I mean, with all these, all this news and all these different tosses and turns and, and probably – of, and one of the best entertaining, um, um, what do you call them? What do you call them? Unsigned free agent classes I've seen in a while. <laughs> I need to ask Brian about that. But um, where do we start, Steve? I mean, look, man. Yeah, I, I know two ways we could start. We go with Big O, but um, and, uh, if you want to answer this real yeah. quick, Andrew Thomas, since the last time we were on. Uh, oh, by the way, if you're not on speaking, just mute your yeah. background noise. Mute your line real quick. Uh, I'm going to do the same when I get on mute. But uh, Andrew Thomas... Five-year, $117.5 million contract with $67 million yeah. guaranteed. Now, listen, I yeah. want to ask you guys your thoughts on about the contract. Um, you know, right now, as, of, as it stands currently, a record for a lineman. I'm a little surprised at the money for the fact that it's not like he was – okay, I hate to sound like I'm shitting on him, Chris. It's not like he was first – okay. he's done very well. He's progressed very well since Dre predicted the draft pick out of Georgia a few years ago. But I'm a little – you know, you know, he was second team all pro as a tackle. He wasn't like he was first team. So he got – I thought he got more money than where he was, you know, according to his cohorts. But he's been top ten pass blocking and run blocking. He's done very well, especially with the pass block. He's always a run blocker to me since coming out of Georgia. Um, yeah. Now, you know, Larry, Larry Mutunzel had a lot of that money. He was kind of the, the highest paid, but now it's Andrew Thomas. Are you a little surprised at that level of money for him? I know he's got to, you know, and I kind of understand because of Daniel Jones. That's one of my questions. And it'll also be Saquon Barkley's one-year deal, incentively up to $11 million. I'm, you know, he, 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 he was talking all that shit. Remember, I put the, the, the episode, he was on there with the Chuck Knox cats talking gang of shit. He bucked real quick for that money. So that's actually my question for Big O. But, Chris, if you have anything to those two points, then we can go to Big O. We'll put the camera uh, on and all. I, I think what they see is the future here. Okay, you can tell by that, you know, what that what, what was it, about $67 million guaranteed at, at signing, which is like a record for offensive linemen, 24 years old. They think that there is some kind of ridiculous upside to him. I happen to believe that's true. Um, he got second team all pro. Um, he has a uh, – it's kind of a bargain considering what what they locked him into. Okay, they, they earlier this year they, they picked up his fifth-year option. They had him under con- contractual control for at least the next two seasons. They even factored in um, the potential fra- franchise tax. But 
they just selected to do something after three seasons, Steve. I think I don't think Thomas had a problem getting the deal done now rather than waiting out a market that's probably to explode. That's true. So I that's think true. security. I think the security is his big thing and guarantees and things like that, and especially with especially with his history of ankles injuries and things of that nature. You know, I, I think it was a good move. I think uh, he took the first thing that was smoking, which is what they offered him with his good management, and he, he rolled from there. I think it's a good idea. Um, he is performing at a, at a, a Pro Bowl race. Uh, what I didn't like was uh, it, the, the timing seemed a little funny. They meant to do this before Barkley. Why didn't they do it? I just felt it was a little bit strange, but that's something here or there, and it's not, not even, that doesn't even need to be looked into that deep. I'm going to send it to Big O and then around, around the way. 929-477-4171, Big Blue Roundtable, ladies and gentlemen. And Big O, you got the floor here. Hey, uh, uh, well, Andrew Thomas, first of all, I got to I, I got to give a hand, hats off to our office man. Um, they are really on the ball with, yeah. with moving this organization Absolutely. forward. They on Absolutely. point on watching what's going on, the market, how it's moving. They they are on top of it. Um, Andrew Thomas mm-hmm. actually got that deal done. Is they, they, they had to because that market. He's not going to be the highest paid tackle. It's going to happen. I think it's going to be that guy at uh, Pittsburgh. Exactly. I think um, so. The Giants did a good thing by just getting that that deal done because if they would have waited, yeah, yeah. he would have got way more than that. So that hats That's off true. to that team, man, up there in that office, man. That 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 was that was a good move there, I, and um, I, I I I think he he well deserve it. Um, I think he's going to get better. He has a lot of upside to him. Um, that adjustment he made when he first started, he, he was a little shaky, and then he came back the next year and got better and better and better. Had a hell of a year last year, so um, I, I, there's there's no question. I think that uh, that front office made the right move on getting that deal done right away before the market just get crazy. Um, Barkley, on the other hand, uh, in this, just watching how this thing went, Barkley team, whoever his uh, – his uh, agent's team was. I don't know if it was Rock Nation at the time. I think that's his his, his crew now. Yeah. But uh, oh, they dropped the ball. They they screwed up that whole deal. Um, earlier, uh, I, I think in the year or maybe before the year started, there was a deal on the table for like thirteen. I think Carl can get uh, uh, can can correct me on that. Maybe thirteen, thirteen five was on the table. Um, they didn't. His his team did not really watch the market and see that the running back market was going to diminish. Um, Barkley should have took that deal on the table. I know he felt like he was worth more, probably looking at the Christian McCaffrey deal. Uh, but those deals are not going to happen no more, no time soon. Um, that was the best deal I think for this 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 season, this uh, upcoming uh, 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 era of running backs that's coming. I think that was the best deal on the table and. They told him, don't take it. He's worth more than that. And basically dropped the ball on how the market was moving. Um, so when the franchise tag, him losing that $3 million, him losing that 3 5 with, with, it, it kind of really it, it, it threw him, it just threw his team off. That, they, they dropped the ball. They can't, they got to admit that they messed up on that. That's why Barkley came back and signed that 11 that mil, that, that, for that extra mill because um, there was no way that the market was going to climb up on his account. Um, him signing that showed me that he wants to get back out there where the team got something brewing up. 
and he didn't want to be the guy to to, to, to set the team back. So um, I think he, he, he sucked it up, took that deal. I know he wished he could have got more or wish he would have signed that deal, but um, that's what happened there. He want, What uh, Shane wanted him to do was sign that deal so he can franchise tag Daniel Jones. And when he didn't do that, it forced them to give Daniel Jones that contract and franchise him. Um, so uh, I, I, it, it is what it is, man. You know, some, you make good calls sometimes and you make bad ones. That was a bad call by his team. Um, I'm just happy that he signed. Um, he really wants to play football and get back out there and um, prove that he's worth more than that. Maybe next year some things can change or he can get franchise tag for, like, I think a little bit over 11 for 12 next year or 13, something like that. Franchise tag will be next year. So um, he lost three this year. Um, if he didn't sign that, uh, if he didn't do this deal or didn't want to play this year, he would lose way more than that. So um, that I think him uh, pulling, uh, reneging on what he was talking, all that trash he was talking, he had no choice. He had to suck his face up and um, go ahead and sign that deal. Um, that, that's, okay. that's the situation, I think, with, 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 with both of those guys. But like I said, I, I'm so happy that we got a competent front office now um, that will make these moves and make these right moves. Um, but like I said, um, uh, Saquon Barkley dropped the ball on his deal, and he had to just take it back and, um, and, and sign this one-year deal and see how it goes. I think it's a good thing for us he did because I think he's got something to prove, and, and I'm so glad that he's in the, we're in this position as fans to see that this team might uh, – this year might cause some noise. I know the schedule doesn't look uh, impressive, but, but I think it'll be all right, man. But good, good job by the front office. All right. That's Big O, everybody. 929 Brian, Big Hitters Corner Podcast. You are up, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, as far as Andrew Thomas goes, you got to keep in mind is that when you sign a, a player, particularly a, a big money position player, you sign them not for what the market is now, but for what it's going to be in the future. If you remember Correct. when Daniel Jones signed his contract, it made him the fifth highest paid quarterback in the league. He's now 12. We're only a couple months later. You know, so the, the left tackle position is going to go up. And Thomas was, he was coming up on the end of his rookie contract. He's played exceptionally well. And he you know, clearly is, you know, a uh, you know future uh, long-term, if he doesn't get hurt, long-term answer is uh, left tackle. Get that guy in there, lock him up, and you can forget about that in the future. As far as Barkley goes, is he simply over, overplayed the market. Uh, the report was, was that last November during the off week, he was offered a two-year, yep. $24 million contract, and he turned it Correct. down. He wanted mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey money. Well, Christian McCaffrey you know, actually is overpaid. But the, that position is now dropped. You know, if you take Miles Sanders, who actually took his place at Penn State, they came in a year after Barkley, but he's only six months uh, younger. He had a very similar year last year with the Eagles. The Eagles just left him unsigned. And he signed with Carolina four years, $25 million. Barkley could have had that kind of money on a two-year deal. So I, I think that the, the advice he was getting as far as his worth by the position, he's doing it by his numbers. 
which is, you know, fair enough, but it's not how they're signing running backs right now. They're doing it by, you know, the, the, the market value, what, what the demand is, and it simply wasn't there. They, they, there were six players who were franchise tags, and three of them who were not running backs, it's Lamar Jackson, excuse me, Evan Ingram, and uh, Duran Payne, they all got signed. Three that were running backs, you know, they, they, uh, they didn't sign contracts. So yeah, um, I, I like Saquon. I think he's very you know, productive. I think he may actually even do better this year because the Giants have so many good skilled players this year. That, you know, it sounds like they're doing very well in camp. But, but uh, he, he overplayed his hand, and uh, so take, take the bite. You know, you know, you know, excuse me, bite the bullet and uh, see what happens here. See if you can now, you know, you know, you know what, once we get into the season and they are able to, to uh, give them an extended contract. Let's see if they can work it out in a friendlier manner than uh, happened in, you know, is it, is it dead this spring and summer? Anyway, that's my take. Thank you so much, Brian. That's why you're the big hitter. Big hitter's corner podcast. That's Brian, everybody. 929 Stephen Chris. This is the big blue round table. Say that three times fast. This is the training cap edition, and let's make a deal. She knows. Birthday dude. Come on in, sir. Yes. I would like to thank Big O and, and Brian for basically saying what I said two weeks ago, that the market always wins and that no player is bigger than the market. You know, basically kind of outlined that scenario last time. And some didn't believe me. Some thought that it didn't matter. And, well, the results are the results. You know, <clears throat> these teams are basically telling you the owners have been convinced. They have, the data has been shown to them by the general managers who have implemented this strategy. Owners are believing it, and they have acted accordingly. The rules have been changed to where throwing the ball is so easy and that running backs can be found basically anywhere. Unless you have a PowerPoint that you can produce, if you're on the other side of this argument, unless you have a PowerPoint that you can produce, that you get on your Excel she- uh, you know, spreadsheet and can show to a general manager or an owner to say you're wrong and can convince an owner right now that this strategy is foolhardy, you are losing this battle. You see it right now. I don't know if you guys have been catching this. Have you guys, I don't know if you guys have been catching it, this, uh, this Colts-Jonathan Taylor situation that's going on uh, in Indianapolis right now. He basically wants a new contract, essentially, because, hey, you know, he's had a nice career so far. And the owner is essentially telling you, no, it's not going to happen. He's going to finish out his fourth year. They're going to franchise him. They're going to franchise him again, and then he's going to be up out of there. That's how, that's how it's going to play out. And no matter and the incentives that they gave Saquon, by the way, I was looking at some of these incentives. Did you guys, did you guys get a chance to see what these actually represent? He has to, if I, if I have it correctly, they have to, one, make the playoffs. He has to rush for 1,300 yards, and he has to score yeah. 11 touchdowns. And he's not done a majority of those incentives, like, since his rookie year. So those numbers didn't come out of nowhere. So I, I, I have to look at the, the DraftKings Sportsbook later on to see if there's some odds on, on over-unders on his numbers for the season. But when I saw those numbers flat, and I was like, wait a second, I don't remember him putting up numbers like that in a long time. And that, that's where those are coming from. So we'll see how that you know, plays out. The one thing on Saquon's part that I did kind of wonder, you know, Nick Bosa is doing this with uh, San Francisco right now, or is it Joey? The guy on the 49ers. Saquon just didn't 
just give the Giants, you know, make them sweat a little bit and just, you know, sit out a week, you know, just to, you know, just to play this out a little bit. Like he didn't even miss a day of, of camp. Like, really? Okay. You know, so that, that you know, so no matter really? what he does this season, but yeah, no matter what he does this season, they're just going to basically franchise him again. There's no new deal that's coming. It's not going to happen. They're going to let, they're going to play this out. Take take advantage of what's going on. The franchise tag, uh, Big O and, and Brian, I think is ten point one million, and it's probably going to go down after the season is over. So the running back, if you were if you were coming into the league, you are basically a, a four or five six year player at, at max. You're not getting new deals, and that's going to be the end of it. The the days of paying the guy fifteen sixteen million dollars that is done, over, kaput, end. And then on the Thomas front, hey, you have to get out ahead of the market. You know, if you guys remember, remember when Justin Tuck was signed, uh, in, I think it was 2007, prior to the postseason, I, and he, I think he signed such an under, it was, they, they got out ahead of it, and as it turned out, he overplayed the contract because the Giants were able to get out ahead of the situation like that. That's what you have to do now. If it's quarterback, wide receiver, left tackle, defensive end, and cornerback, you have to get out ahead of that because the numbers are only going up. And the positions where the numbers are coming down are running back and safety. And the Giants have a player at safety that's coming up for a contract at the end of the season, and he may be the next one that's going to be experiencing the crunch of, uh, of the money that's uh, going around in, in the league right now. All right. All right. That's, that is the C-notes. Lady Blue, chime in, please. Yeah, I agree with everybody. Like I said, there was just way too much drama not even just with Barkley but with it seems like like with others in the NFL with this. but yeah he was given way wrong advice he should have taken the deal before and I mean I know I don't know if any of you guys are friends with Derek Ward on Facebook but he's also voiced his opinion about the running back situation point blank said that if he ever had to do it over again he wouldn't be one because of how underappreciate I mean not even just underappreciated underpaid overused and other than the quarterbacks they get their bodies beat up more than almost anybody else on the team I mean running backs are are asked to do so much more than just take the ball and run some of them are asked to block some of them are asked to do other things I mean it's just so I don't I don't get the whole I mean to me all the NFL players are overpaid, in my opinion. I mean, why you should get that much money to play a flipping game, I don't understand. But, hey, it is what it is. I'm just glad he's back. I hope the drama is done and we can just kick ass on the field. I mean, as long as – I can't wait to see how the new field holds up, see if it really does make a difference for everybody. I'm glad Andrew Thomas got his money because, to me, the way he's played, he's been well worth it. But, like I said – but we all know this. We are all Giants fans for like a gazillion years. We know everything, not even week to week, day to day is different with our team. You know, one day they could be playing like they're gods, and then we don't even know who's, who took over their bodies the next week because they, don't, they forgot how to play. I mean, we've all been there and we've all seen it. I'm just hoping that we can just get through it and have a really good season. I mean, we deserve it. I mean, not for nothing, but us fans have gone through a whole lot of shit with our team, and we need them to do better, too. And I agree with O. We've got a hell of a front office now. I'm very proud of our front office. 
they've handled everything very well, and I hope they continue. Um, and I just, I just can't wait to see them play. I just, it's been, I don't know. It, it just seems like this off season has just been longer than anything else. I mean, I've literally been watching the NFL Network reruns of football games just so I can stay in tune with football because I've been missing football so damn much. But to be back on here with all you guys, it's fantastic. I can't wait to do it again, and I'm really hoping I can get my ass to the Miami game this year because that's probably the only game I'll be able to get to. And that, right. I'm just glad to be here with everyone, my loves. All right. Nine, two, thank you, Lady Blue. Nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one. The Incredible is here, has joined us. Here's the champ, Manny Dog. What's Yo, up, sir? What's going on, man? I, I was just eavesdropping, hey. listening to everybody. The question is about uh, what do you think about the signings of Barkley and your take on the signings of Barkley and Andrew Thomas, bro? Um, I think for sure Andrew Thomas was a great signing. Um, he's earned it. Uh, he's earned his 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 paycheck. Um, you know, the tackle position is one that is one of the more challenging positions in the NFL. Um, it, just in football alone, playing tackle um, and playing corner, I would say, is another one that's extremely challenging when you're moving up levels. Speed's different, scheme's different, everything's different. So you gotta, you gotta uh, uh, learn under fire. Um, as far as the Barkley mm-hmm. signing goes, I'm, I'm glad they got that figured out. Um, I do believe if the system is going to change, it's going to change from the inside out. You're not going to force anybody's hand. So I agree with Carl Banks on that uh, when he talked about that because that was that was very very true. I think Barkley also is worth more than what he's playing for. Uh, we could talk about the value, and then we can argue back and forth about the value of the running back and what is the value and what is this and what is that. Uh, the, the truth is, is what's the value of the player, right? What's the value of the player? And and, and maybe maybe he should have held out. Maybe he should have took his ball and stood home. But uh, Barkley has been very consistent when it comes to character. He's a team guy. He's a leader guy. He's a character guy. And I'm sure he didn't want it to be a distraction. I'm sure he wanted to get out there on the field and be a player because he enjoys playing football. So he went out there. He played. He got, he got a, a one-year contract. We'll see what happens next year. As far as his incentives go, he just had 1,300 yards, um, he, which was a career high this year. Um, he's got to score one more touchdown than he did this year, and he'll get you know a bonus. Um, and if he does that, let's say he goes for 1,400 yards this year, let's say he goes for 11 touchdowns or 12 touchdowns and we make the playoffs, are we going to have the same conversation again? Or are we going to hear the same uh, 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 BS about, oh, now, well, now he's got that much more uh, uh, mileage on his body? Like, it, it's just damned if you do and damned if you don't. Um, one thing I know about our fan base is – we love you, then we hate you, then we love you again, then we hate you again. And, and, and sometimes I think when it comes to giant guys, guys that are true and blue giants, um, we should take a step back a little more and, and, and appreciate what they've done for the organization and how they've carried themselves. Um, so I was very appreciative of the way Barkley handled it. Didn't miss a day. 
wanted to be out there with his team. And since he's been out there, he's been lighting it up. Um, he's going to be a problem this year. Uh, the biggest thing for him is just like any NFL player, any NFL player, stay healthy. If you have to stay healthy, um, which is hard to do at that position. It's hard to do it at, at most positions. Um, but if you're going to tell me that punters are worth more than running backs, um, I think you're smoking dope. Um, you know, you can – it's really cool to see a punter punt inside the 10. That's awesome. But does that make him more valuable than a guy that can run the ball, block, catch, uh, return in some cases for some running backs? Like Running backs are, are, are multifaceted, great ones. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell me that mm-hmm. a punter is worth more. So that's my take on that. I, I'm glad we got both of them signed. Um, and now let's just hope that quarterback position uh, uh, exceeds expectations. I don't know. I don't know how he cannot. The bar's on the floor. So um, if you can't exceed the floor, then you should probably get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Batty dogs, everyone. The table fell. <laughs> um. Okay, Steve. <laughs> Matty always closes out with these these idioms. A thousand fifty, by the way, is the over under right now on DraftKings. Oh, I'm sorry, Carl. What you say? I'm sorry. So I look. So if you want to bet the number of Saquon's rushing mm-hmm. statistics for the season, you can bet it right now. The over under is a thousand and fifty yards on DraftKings right now. So if you feel confident, bet the money. That's attainable for him. Man, I'm going to take that bet. Yeah, I would take that bet, too. That's attainable for him. He can work that. 1,050? Yeah. You sure about that, guys? I think he can. Jones is positive. I'm I'm positive. I'm positive. He can can break 1,050 yards. Jones is positive. Who just said? Who just spoke? I'm sorry. I, I did. I said so that. I, oh. I, you, were, you, were, you were starting to ask me something. I'm, I want to throw something back at you guys. But um, there's some things that yeah. I think you guys are possibly missing from the equation. Meaning, what if the Giants do not get off to that six and two start like they did last year? Do they look at now more of a realistic situation? How this offseason played, where they're having back and forth contract disputes like Big O had laid out on how their team, uh, Barkley's team did not come to the table properly with the, you know, bringing the contract. And that's the reason why they went to Daniel Jones first. And then, and then uh, they started with the franchise and ended up getting this this incentive sort of deal. So basically the point is, I'm trying to ask you guys, when you guys, you guys go back around, will they trade midseason if the Giants, Get off to a bad start. That's my question. Uh, that's one of my questions. But my other points, I want to say this real quick uh, from the camp. Um, you know, I was watching some of the, the highlights from the Giants' videos from the website. Deontay Banks' uh, uh, you know, coverage on Slayton. There's a lot of Jalen Hyatt uh, play making out there. He was mm-hmm. doing a good job out there. Nick McLeod. I saw, yep. you know, of course, Slayton getting involved and, you know, it, it, you know, I've seen, you know, I've seen some decent, good videos, but I don't, you know, of course, when the, the, the team's going to put out what's 
positive. You're never going to see a lot of the negative. I'm not at camp, so a lot of the fans who are at camp can speak to that more than I can. So I'm just – but what I really wanted to get into, Chris, my, my questions, or even if you guys want to answer whatever you guys are looking on as far as camp battles, you know, left guard is one battle I'm really looking at, uh, Ben Bredesen, Joshua Z, do you, if you guys want to talk about that, or what's the the dark horse and Shane Lemieux, Chris, if um, – Maybe he could steal that position back. Do you think that's going to happen? My also my other questions as far as camp battles, Evan Neal, seeing Andrew Thomas get his payday. His battle to me, and I definitely would love to get Brian's thoughts on this and Carl's, is with the film room. I would love to see how he's going to come out. And he's in a situation, Chris, where he's playing. He's really playing against himself. Unless he was Eric Flowers bad. Uh, going into the first few games of, of, of the second year, and I don't think that's going to happen. It, his battle in camp is really with the film room. He has nobody behind him that's really going to take his spot. He's kind of in, in his league of his own. And also the backup or, the you know, the third backup running back battle between Eric Gray from uh, Oklahoma and Gary Brightwell. Is, is Brightwell going to steal it back? I don't know. Then also a defensive tackle, Nunez Rochas and, and, and um, Sean Robinson. These are camp battles I've been paying attention to. What are you guys' thoughts on those? And also, what are the camp battles on this team that you guys are looking for? That's my question. And as well as Saquon Barkley, if the Giants get off, get, get off to a bad start, and we've seen this shit already played out. We've seen this in real time even over the last month. Do they trade him like they like the Panthers did Christian McCaffrey? That's my question for you guys. All right. So let's start at the top, Big O. Before I say that, before you say anything, no nine two nine four seven seven four one seven one. You're listening to the Big Blue Roundtable, Steve and Chris, uh, training camp number two, and let's make a deal combination show. So, big old, uh, have at it. Uh, well, I'm gonna start with the Barkley. Can go back to the Barkley thing. Um, I had Carl said earlier, uh, make an argument. You know what kind of I think Barkley, just Barkley had a good argument but again the the way the market went it kind of it kind of it, it kind of crushed his position but and all you guys know this without Barkley last year we lose a lot of those games we lose a lot of those games um Barkley closed most of those games Barkley is like 35 to 40% of our offense and and that's that's just facts um I really thought he should have got paid more more money I I know it wasn't going to be no 16 but um, uh, you you said if we start bad this year, do they trade Barkley? We're looking That's at the schedule, again. the schedule itself is against us. That's a hard schedule. So looking at a six and two start, I don't. That's not going to happen. I you know no, 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 I man, can't say. Man, it, 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 what, go what's ahead. The mm-hmm. What's the threshold? What is the record where they they could possibly entertain it if they're under one game under five hundred, two games under five hundred? If the other teams in the division are several games above five hundred or like two, three games back, like what? At what point do they possibly entertain it? I think if we have a bad start, like zero and three, zero and four, one and one oh, and five. <laughs> After the Super yeah, Bowl. Th- yeah, that 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 right there is kind of like you know, okay. This man and 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 that and that can happen if Daniel Jones is not that guy. If he's not that guy, then you know we're gonna have to do something in these next couple of years to get that guy in here. You're gonna have to package up a deal to move up to get your guy. So I think Barkley will be in a, a, a trade. It'll be it'll be a conversation. 
it'll be some teams picking up the phone, asking, hey, what you want to do with that guy? I mean, you know, you guys <laughs> don't look like you're going to be doing very well. So I, I think the threshold has to be maybe 0-4, 1-3, you know, and, and, it's, and, and it's just not going to look any better with the, with, with the schedule we have. And uh, so Bar- with Barkley, I, I, hope, I hope this doesn't happen. But um, I, I, I doubt it. I doubt it happens because this team is well coached. I, I, I think this year, uh, Daniel Jones knowing the playbook better. Is this his second year with this playbook? I think he's more uh, confident with this playbook. Uh, he's more poised. Um, the issues I had with him, I, I want to see the changes, uh, the, the deep arm, the deep throw, and uh, throwing uh, throwing receivers open. I, I felt that he's been he was real bad at that, and I can ho- I, I can pray. Because I've seen some things in camp, like you said, Steve. You can only see the the, the good plays. You'll never see the whole uh, uh, camp uh, scrimmage or plays out there when they're doing wrong, when when things are not going right. Um, but from what I've been hearing so far from beat writers, the guys that's at the camps, um, Daniel Jones looked like a totally different QB. Um, ball's coming out quicker. He's much stronger. Um, uh, he's a quicker, responsive of of, of of seeing things out, how the defense is playing him. So um, I, I really think it will we'll be, we'll be all right. So um, the Barkley trade, I don't see it yet. I, the, only, the threshold in that, I, like I said, we have to start off pretty bad, like 0-4 or some 1-3, and something like that. Um, uh, the, the camp uh, battles, uh, the, 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 the guards, mm-hmm. I, I, the, the, the Zudu, I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see if he, if he can uh, upgrade, I mean get, get, get it together and, and, and move up on this roster. Um, Lemieux, with, with the injuries he had in the past, I don't know if he's if he's if he's back a hundred percent, or or he just is what he is right now. Because at, at at some point, at three four years in the league, man, and you don't get better, that's who you are. Um, Evan Neal, this year well, I call him Big Jit because when he looked like a little big baby when he got drafted, and I was kind of concerned with that. I'm like, man, he, he he's big, but he looks like he looks like a mongo out there. You know, he kind of big softy. Um, he he had a rough year. Um, his foot his his footwork, his hand placements was off. I I, I know this off season he worked with a lot of uh, 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 old school tackle, great tackles like uh, Thomas um, and uh, uh, Joe Thomas and uh, some other guys. Uh, uh, I forgot these other guys' names, but they'll pop up in a second. But I, I know he got some good good work in this off season. So I I can't wait to this Detroit preseason game because he's going against. Uh, that dog over there uh, that they got, and, I, and so that's going to show me if he got better. You know that he, he's going to need that work. So, um, we, we, and, and also being on a team with Andrew Thomas, I know they work together. I know he's teaching them some things. You know, teaching them. You know, so we're, we're going over film, watching where he screwed up at, seeing what he was doing wrong. You know, I, I really think that um, he, he he'll do better this year. I, I'm hoping so, but I can feel that. He might be. He'll be better than last year. That that that's for sure. Um, can't damn wide receiver man. Wide receiver battle to me is like man. A year ago we had nothing, and then now we're stocked. It's to the point like dang, who's gonna make? Like who's gonna get cut? Uh, it's a lot to pick from, you know. So uh, that's why I'm saying this front office man is is for what they had, the little that they had, and what they did this off season was amazing, man. Um, to get these players in here, the free agencies that they signed, um, the draft, they did pretty good in the draft. Um, I think Hyatt got something to prove. In camp, he's looking 
from what I've, I've been hearing and from what I'm seeing, and it's like, good God, this boy is balling. Um, so uh, that's going to be a, a tight room. That is going to be some serious. That's going to be a serious room. Um, yeah, that that that's what I got for y'all, man. Cause I know I get I get a little winded, but uh, that that's what I got, man. That wide receiver room is it's going to be something serious. All right. Brian right. don't like you talking about his lawyers from Alabama like that. Brian Brian's not gonna like you talking about Evan Neal like that. Oh, <laughs> that's his boy from Alabama, yeah. man. <laughs> go ahead, Carl. What's the question, Carl? Let's no, go no, Brian, Carl, Carl had a question. I was gonna post. No, hold on, hold on. Carl had a question. Yeah, for, I was gonna uh, post. Oh. oh, sorry. Yeah, it pick. Yeah, yeah, it piggybacks on Steve's question, but I'll ask it to Big O, and then Brian, you could take it as well. I'll give you a record because the trade deadline happens after the Giants' eighth game this season. If they are mm-hmm. three and five, and the NFC I'm projecting to get into the playoffs as a wild card, I think you're going to win. You need to win eight games. If you're three and five on on October 31st, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And then I'll let you guys run with that. Trade that will be after the Giants game. That's how you got. I mean, the yes. Jets game. I'm sorry. That's how you got to look at it. Oh, big old that? Then go for the Brian. Big old, what's your yeah, I, I, that, that's your threshold right there, Steve. You trade. Good question. You, you, you pack, you pack, you pay, you, you, you. Again, you can, you, you, I think uh, Brian said it. We can get, you can get running backs anywhere. If this guy, if you could get, you, if somebody can pick up this guy and think that they can, it can get them over the hump to, to, to win the big one, and they're going to give you something real good, good compensation for it. That's it. That you three and five. You know you're not going to make the playoffs. You make that move there and, and, and trade Barkley. We how many how many division games? You said the first eight. We we have not played no division games up in that point. That's crazy, right? So that here's another. Let me yeah. add, add on the let me add on the cross question. Do you think you could win? We, we talk about this every year. Four and two in the division because it's the first eight. That means we had no we had not played. Okay, we had played Dallas week one. Okay, that would have been one game. So you, how do you think we'll do in the division? Take that into account because you got to get to the playoffs through the division at some point, right? Uh, well, the division, well, the division. Oh, okay, boy. well, our division, our division is a tough division right now. You know, we don't got back to that to that powerhouse division. So um, I, we still have yet to prove. You know, we can beat good teams. You know, real good teams. That because we we didn't, we beat some real bad teams last year. I think the the best game we the team that we beat made that had good of record maybe was uh Baltimore I think that kind of shocked me mm-hmm. a little bit but other than that we we couldn't play the teams that played real good foot we couldn't beat teams that played real good football so um you got Dallas you got you got pick uh, Philadelphia I know you hate them um, Washington I think we could probably split <laughs> but um if until we prove that we can beat Dallas and Philly, man, convincingly, bro. That's it's just right now from what I'm seeing. I can't go off. We added these players and we're a better team than that. So that's on paper. I'm talking about on the field. Mm-hmm. On the field, we haven't beat these teams. So you're gonna have to. Right now, I don't think we can beat Philly. Still, we still need a lot. To, we need to prove that. Dallas again. They've been they've been spanking us for the last what six some years. They've been spanking us. We probably won one out of that, if two. You know, um, so ah, the division is tough, man. That That's going to be a challenge for us, man. That's going to be a challenge for us. The first game of the season, I'm glad it's Dallas. Let's see. You know, let's see what we can do 
with a division without without division. You got to go in there and punch Dallas in the mouth. If you can't beat Dallas this first game of the season, man, man, hey, I think it's mm-hmm. the same old song, man. I, I think it's gonna be Coaching, we're, we're looking at man. maybe on, second man. second in the division because we're just still not strong enough to beat all those right. teams. Um, all right, all right, all right. Hopefully all right, we all right, are, but we just don't know. All right, all right, big O, big O. We only got a 90-minute show, brother. Got you, got you, got you, my bad. Let's get Brian's thoughts on those camp questions. Uh, what what Brian. he exactly – and I, I've heard it on his show. He can reiterate it here. His camp questions Brian. and that threshold, if the Giants get off to a bad start, even include the division record between the Washington and Dallas game within, within that first eight. Brian, your thoughts, and then feel free to ask uh, Carl or anybody else after you're done. Brian, where are you? Brian, take off the mute button. That's a big old move. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry about that. I don't normally put it about Evan Neal. Just a moment about Evan Neal. No, I heard that. Uh, uh, first of all, I, I don't think they trade Barkley no matter what. Uh, Giants, their their first eleven games seven are on the road, and so you can make you know. Yeah. You put, you know, in fact, after the Dallas game, you can make you know seven out of the next ten are on the road. So it, it's kind of a tough schedule right in there. Barkley was you know thirty-five to forty percent of the offense, but he never played on the Giants with, with the uh, skills they ha- uh, players they have at receiver. Darren Waller is absolutely tearing it up in camp. Uh, they, they just the guy's healthy. He's playing his ass off. He, he's ahead of Daniel Bellinger. He's one of the you know better young tight ends in the game. Yeah, the one-two tandem with those two just by themselves is an enormous improvement on what we've had at tight end for quite a long period of time. And by all accounts, Jalen Hyatt is just putting on an absolute floor show. Um, He's doing everything. And Paris Campbell, these are guys that that they've never played with before. And there's just so much talent there. So I think from an offensive point of view, you know, they're sitting pretty good. They're going to be able to, you know, do quite a bit. Yeah, as far as, you know, the other parts of the, the offense goes, I think we're only doing offense right now. Um, you know, Thomas, well, we talked about Thomas. Evan Neal, yes, I, I think it was, uh, was a Carl that said um, he, he's playing against his own, his own uh, film. Yeah, there, there's, there is no – nobody who's threatening to take his position. So it's up to him to get better. And he certainly has on his own, you know, you know, made the effort to do things better. Let's see if it translates it in a, uh, in a uh, big O set that yeah, he goes up against Aiden Hutchinson you know, next week. You know, and I don't know how many snaps will be involved in that, but nonetheless, you know, he's a great young yeah. player. You know, Schmidt's at, at center, you know, it, it, there's, again, there, I, I don't I see that. any competition for Schmidt's at all. You know, so if, if he all. can be the player, we, yeah, yeah. So if he can be the player we see him be, you know, now we got a center for for a long time. Glowinski's still solid, so it at least left guard or Bredesen or, or Zudu. Um, from what I'm getting, is Bredesen probably's got a leg up right now, but he's also the backup center. And do you want your backup center to be the starting guard? And you know, if something happens to Schmidt. You know, now you got to move your left guard over to, to a center. But I, I don't think that really matters all that much. Uh, Azuedo, I think, is going to be a good player when he you know, gets a chance, gets enough reps. Shane Lemieux, no. no. For, first of all, he hasn't stubbed his toe in the shower in you know, 
gone on the IR yet, which is you know kind of like you know what happens with a guy. He he can't get twenty snaps a year without going on IR for the year. So I I don't see anything there. But uh, yeah, so so from the, the the you know offensive point of view, yeah, I think we're looking good. You know, backup tackle can be a, a question at this point. You know, they, you know, Terry Phillips got knocked on his ass by uh, I, I I think it was. Uh, uh, Leo Williams the other day. I'm not sure if it was yeah. Leo. I think it was. Yeah. You know, um, Corey Cunningham manages to hang around. Devery Hamilton. You know, uh, there's a huge drop off if we get an injury to tackle. So that's another little bit of a concern with me. You know, some of the other wide receivers like Sterling Shepard. And eh, I don't see him making a team. Uh, just just off of a numbers game. You know, he doesn't. Have, Add anything in specialty team, um, and he's a little older, and he's gotten hurt. Uh, Slayton is having a really good camp. You know, um, Crowder is a is a punt returner, so he might make it just off of that. You know, Beasley, well, he's, he's about as old as I am, so you know, you, know, you got to move on after a while. Robinson's still out, so yeah, there's some. Oh, oh, we're running back. You know, uh, Eric Gray is returning punts, and and apparently you know, quite effectively, and and I love the the pick anyways. You know, if I was Gary Brightwell, yeah. I wouldn't extend out the lease on my, my, uh, my condo or buy a house, you know, cause I, I just don't see him making it. Um, but yeah, that, that's my, that's my thoughts on you. <laughs> well, this is what it is. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. That's fact. So, so I, I'm going to throw this one with Carl. And I'm going to tell you, Carl, what he thinks the effect that Waller's going to have on the offense. Go, Carl. Well, when he's healthy, you know, he mm-hmm. is a tremendous space eater. He's a guy that can you can find in the middle of the field, kind of like Kelsey. But the issue has always been, you know, you almost have to put like a Darren Waller, if he's healthy, as one whole name, you know, as opposed to just Waller on his own. So, that's the that's the one thing, and I'm I'm curious now. I'm I don't I purposely don't won't watch preseason games, so I don't and I don't think he's gonna get many steps to begin with. But um, his deployment, um, in terms of how he's used, does he run? You know, will will they run him basically in in, in 15 yard intermediate routes? Uh, you know, either on corners, either on you know routes in the middle of the field. You know, I just remember those routes that you know, looking back on the tape, you now I was too young to see it, you know, as a kid. But you know, the routes that Mark Bavar would run, they'd run, you know, they'd run that play action, you know, hit that seam pattern over the middle. I think Kevin Boss was mm-hmm. also one of those guys that used to do that. Shockey as well. So, you know, may, maybe Waller can basically be what Shockey was those first couple of years in the league. I think that might be a, a fair comparison, actually. Uh, when I think about it, but you know, just him being able to—I have to take a look at his games played over the last three years and and get a feel. I mean, hey, there was a reason why he was available. So, you know, it's just—it's—it's it's one of those you're—you're—it's a lottery ticket, right? If it—if it cashes in, great. But for whatever reason, you know, health—the injury gods have not been in his favor. You know, the, the last couple of years, and so. We, you know, we'll we'll have to just wait and cross our fingers and hope he can get through a full season. Okay, but as I mean, far as um, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, bro. Oh no, I was gonna yeah, say sorry. as far as uh, specific <laughs> battle. Oh, can, oh no, I was gonna say as far as specific battle. Can, the one thing I, I read about today was that essentially all three interior offensive line positions are open for business. Basically, 
I'd be a little, I'm a little concerned about that, um, you know, especially if you're going to try to compete in, to Big O's point in the division with Philadelphia and Dallas just along the defensive line. I think we talked about it, Steve, you could probably remember, at the end of last season when we all kind of, you know, kind of said goodbye after that last game. We said, basically, you won't be able to, to close the gap between the Giants, Eagles, and Cowboys until that part is corrected. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll know on opening yep. night whether that has been closed in some fashion. Because if it hasn't, then you're not really mm-hmm. competing mm-hmm. for anything. All right. Okay. Lady Blue, then the Mandy Dogs. Sign in. Lady Blue? Oh, sorry. Are you doing the uh, I... goal? Yeah. No, I didn't hear you. I was watching. No, I just never mind. I was facing. No, I agree. I mean, I haven't been paying much attention to training camp except the videos that I see online. And I mean, I agree with what everyone else is saying. Preseason, I won't be able to see the first um, August 11th game live, so I have it rec- uh, already programmed to record because NFL Network will be showing it at a, uh, 1 a.m against the Lions, so I'll be able to watch it. And I agree. We can't do shit against Philly and Dallas. We haven't been in a long time. And I hate when we played Dallas week one because, to me, week one is still getting the rust off of our shoulder pads. I mean, to me, uh, I don't know. I hate when we play our division on week one because I like when we play them later in the season because then we'll be better or – more meshed together. I'm looking for more unity of our team. Yeah, we sound great on paper, but again, until we actually see them play to see how they're going to, what everyone's going to do together. Like I said, we know our team. It's a crapshoot. We, we, we're not, we need to be more consistent and that's what I want for this season is more consistency and more team unity. And uh, we'll just go from there. I'm hoping everyone stays healthy during training camp and preseason. That's the last thing you want to see because, to me, preseason is just practice. You don't want to see any injuries, and, and we can get our shit together and get ready for week one of the real NFL season. And Like I said, I just hate that it's against Dallas. I really do. I hate when we play our division week one. But, but yeah, I agree with everyone else. I can't wait to see what we look like. I mean, I've just been waiting way too long to see our team play. So that's what I'm excited for is just seeing them play again. I just, I really miss football, and I need football for my state of mind right now. All right. That's Lady Blue, everyone. And Manny Dogs, before we go on to the next subject, time in, bro. Yeah, man. I, as far as trade value for Barkley and trading Barkley, if we're not doing well, one of the comments that were made was that, you know, Daniel Jones doesn't get better. Then, you know, we stumble out of the blocks. We got to trade Barkley. Um, then we're going, okay, so he becomes the victim of something we all saw for the longest time, and it's a shit show at quarterback. But then it brings me to the thought that, well, but the market shit, right? Who would want to give us anything for a running back? The market is shit. 
So we can't have Correct. it both ways. This is the frustrating part about it, right? Like, what value are you going to get for this shitty running back, this shitty market? I'm, I'm doing air quotes like you guys can see me, but you can't. My All dog right. is looking at me going, what are you doing with the damn air quotes? But, um, you know, <laughs> I, it, it blows my mind. Like, I, I don't understand how – we as fans and all these uh, uh, professionals and commentators and analysts with all the analytics and all these things can say one thing and say, and I'll say it again, the punter is worth more than the running back, but we can try to get some real good value if we suck because our quarterback sucks. Like, I'm, I'm super confused on that. Like, I just don't get it. We are in a position, um, I think Brian just said, we got more weapons now than we ever had at receiver, right? We loaded that receiver. So going to that over-under, is that going to help Barkley's run lane? I heard it. Everybody was, was loading the box last year, and he still had his best year outside of his right. best year. So... I can only see him doing better when there's lanes opening up because they have to cover Hyatt. They got to cover Hotchins and, and, and Waller. It's, it's, it's going to be, you know, they got, they got to really respect the, 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 the popping the top off of the offense. But then I go back to put the shitty running back position. Nobody cares about running back, uh, but we'll have to, Somebody will give us some really good value. They want to just let this running back take them over the top. Well, couldn't they just take the three and four running backs that they have already? Because that's been an argument, right? You take two or three running backs, three, four running backs, and you can do the same thing with those guys that you can do with this guy. That's always been an argument. So then why would they ever give us value for a guy that could be replaced with two or three guys? We're talking out both sides of our mouth. This is my, my only frustration well, with exactly. the shit. Because they're looking for a sucker like San Francisco was. What's that? Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what was that? Say yeah, it again. Because you are looking for a sucker like the 49ers were last season. Yeah, whatever the case may be, it's 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 still the shit. The shit just sounds insane to me because then everybody's talking about both sides of their mouth. You can't say it's more value than any value. It doesn't make sense. It, it, so then really the market is all full of shit. The whole market's full of shit, and, and players need to uh, uh, get better at, 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 at changing the system from within because all of it is hogwash. Because at the end of the day, I, if you look at the Giants, the Giants are going to go as far as Daniel Jones goes, period. Period. Absolutely. As far as Daniel Jones goes, is how far the Giants are going to go. And it'll be a shame that other people get traded or you get – again, what are we going to get, a fourth-round pick for Barkley? Something like a that. A third-round pick? A Something third like or fourth-round pick? I think yeah. a four. I think a four. Would you take the same – Manny, would you take the same trade that Carolina got last year? What's that? Would you take the same trade that Carolina was offered last year and make that trade? Carolina's a shit show. How do I, I, I wouldn't they can they can take no, no, care no, of what not, they that's do. Not the, no, 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 that's not what I'm at. That's not the point. I'm saying if 
if the trade that that they did last year for McCaffrey to San Francisco for the four draft picks that they got, I think it was like two second round picks, a third and a fourth round pick combined. That's four that draft picks for sure. You, okay, that's the, that's the point. Five, that's really what we're saying. But you're not. You just. But you a little bit ago you just said they were suckers. The Niners. Oh yeah, San, San Francisco to make that trade. That was crazy. Yeah, super sucker, right? So, do you think yes. they're going to make some other team is going to make that same mistake? Hey, suckers won every minute. Well, I was saying this about San Fran. Let me, if I could quickly chime in, I'm truly of the believer, and I think Chris would say the same thing as a Philadelphia Eagle hater. I really believe that Brock Purdy did not get hurt. They were going to the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. They were rolling once we got there. They rolled the yep. dice. It was working until Purdy got hurt, and it was all she wrote. So we got to take that into context, if you was to ask me. They, they rolled the dice. The no, quarterback that's, got that's, that's correct. That's correct. Uh, I, that's I agree, correct. But, uh, but we're talking about that shitty running back position. Because if just done that with two or three running backs, but they just gotten the same production that McCaffrey got if they just had two running backs that but, could do the same thing. But then if you look at San Francisco's roster, you're they looking at Debo Samuel, you had Brandon Ayuk. I mean, they were playing with some, you know, Kettle was coming off an injury. They had some duels on there. McCaffrey was like that final piece to help them put them over the top. But unfortunately for them, they stumbled when Purdy got hurt and they went to a Philadelphia against a hot Philly team. And we saw all, all that happen. I'm all, I'm all, this is what I'm saying, Manny. I think San Francisco mortgaged those draft picks, and they were on the right direction if it wasn't for the quarterback. I, I think they would have had a good shot to beat Philadelphia if it, if everything would have stayed healthy. I mean, that's the game we get. If you took if you took McCa- if they never made that if they never made that trade, they never no, made not, that they're trade. Not getting, they're not getting as far as they did. No. no. So how that's valuable is this position? This is my confusion. Sure. That's really huh? They were the championship that. game of the season before that. I, 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 I'm saying. They were the championship game of the season before that. They, 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 I'm saying, but as far as getting to the Super Bowl is what I'm saying. Up last year. I think they could have had a chance against yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the argument all year, and I hear, I, I, I'm hearing you, Steve. I'm just playing devil's advocate because the argument all year that I've been hearing when it came to running backs is the Pacheco kid, and you can do that and look at the Chiefs. They did this. They won a Super Bowl. They didn't need McCaffrey. Well, yeah, man. Patrick Mahomes, so, though. That's what are we talking about with the running back? Like, it just I mean, Patrick Mahomes, they got rid of the best wide receiver. They got rid of the best wide receiver in football, and they still rolled without, without him. I mean, that's different because they had Patrick Mahomes. I mean, exactly, yeah, because I, they I had total team. chemistry. I mean, they have, they have strong team chemistry. If you do that and you have a plan for your championship aspirations, you can make it work whether you have a championship um, or a high caliber running back or not. Or maybe you do need one, as we as as we witnessed in just a couple of – well, I would say, if, again, Steve, to your point, Purdy doesn't get hurt. San Francisco is going to have a great game in Philadelphia last year. I think so, too. And, Yeah. And that's because at first, if you go back to that game, they didn't know what to do with McCaffrey. When they they decided to key on him after that, after Purdy got hurt, and that's all she wrote. But that's either here or there. So, so then to quote on. my brother, so then to quote my brother Billy Bob, then 
you got to know your personnel. Right? Personnel. You got to exactly. know your Always personnel. Right? right? Exactly. Because at the end of the day, some teams can do it and some teams can't. And if you're sitting here right, saying, right. well, they did it so we can do it, no, you can't. Do what you have and pay who you need to pay to make your team go. Absolutely. I don't have an argument against that, but it goes back to what Big O said at the beginning, like an hour ago. Is He's saying, and I think this is kind of what happens, they're, the agent – the, the team, the, the the agency team for Barkley dropped the ball, and this is why we had the domino so effect. Who got stopped? But I mean, it all really starts with that, honestly. Of the diamond. Of- no, I, I I agree. I, I think I think everybody. Again, when you when you go in, it's the art of the deal. Um, yeah. But ultimately, we have to make decisions that are in the best interest of the New York Football Giants. So if the New York mm-hmm. Football Giants believe if we're three and five and we make a trade for a third-round pick and a fourth-round pick, and we send them to whoever, I hope that we can package that third and fourth-round pick because what we're saying, what I'm hearing is, because of poor quarterback play, we'll be in that position. Yeah, it probably would. Yeah, yeah, it probably would. You're absolutely right on that. I mean, what you said about that was absolutely right. How many teams okay. are going to take a third and fourth round pick, a first, third, and a fourth to jump up in the top five? I don't know. I don't know. Especially if they need a I mean, I, we would have to see what other teams are doing at that time, too. Let's say – I'll give you an example. Like, like you know how San Francisco did the deal with uh, Carolina? It would be somebody like the Chargers, a team that's kind of like knocking on the door, needs to get over the top. Mm-hmm. If they feel that Barkley can make a difference for the Chargers, I can see that happening with like a team like that, or maybe let's say with Denver, yeah. like if they're they need like you know with Russell Wilson and, and Barkley, it has to be something like that. A team that's like a fringe team, kind of like what the Lions were. They were a good team. You added McCaffrey, like, like man, they, that actually took them over the top. Why? I don't know if they do that because that's that would, that would, the Giants would get killed in the media. Okay. <laughs> Okay, oh, as I'm saying, no, I I I'm just, we want to scratch off one of the – okay. If the Jets didn't play in New York or New Jersey, however you want to look at it, then yeah, but if they did that, um, you know, I don't see that happening because the Giants would get killed in the media. The fans would be irate. You, why, how dare you trade them it to the Jets? It will never be the same around here. It's not it going to be everything like Leonard Williams got traded from the Jets. No, this is Barkley. This is totally different. No, no, I can't see that. All right. All right, so but, we're coming to the Jets to the end would definitely do it, though. The Jets would definitely do it, though. Because, look, it, they have a yes, one they since, would. Look, Chris and Brian watched those Super Bowls. None of us on the Lions. Maybe Lane. Lane, I don't know if you saw. Yeah, Lane, Lane probably would have saw Super Bowl three. Like, they haven't won since then. Like, they would definitely do it. Yeah, and that's the game. Yeah, that's I mean, Kenny's whole game. Cook, <laughs> yeah, they're looking at Cook right now. I don't know if he's going to sign with them. But, like, they're looking for because the running back that they have, the, the the one rookie towards ACL, you know, they're not trying to like break him in right away. So they're trying to figure out a way to split some time and give, you know, take some work. Well, like I'm just, I was just a team that just sort of just spitballed off the top of my head. I was thinking of other contenders yeah. and that's really the kind of the main one that sort of popped up in my head. Cause I don't see them yeah. trading maybe in the conference to another NFC team. I don't pop. There's not, there's not going to be right, right. Team I agree with the that. NFC to pull that off anyway. That's why I said Chargers, Broncos. Jets makes a lot of sense too, but that because they play in the same stadium, and I don't know about that one because it's Barkley. See, Leonard Williams and what happened at that situation with Gettleman, 
I could see why the Jets, because the Jets were stinking. And the Giants needed a fit, and then Gettleman gave up the equity at the time. But nah, with Barkley, with the Jets, ew, that's, the Giants would get killed in the media for that yeah, shit. That, I don't think they want yeah. that kind of smoke. Basically, it's right. going to have to be a team with a tier two quarterback. Yeah, so- there ain't going to be no Patrick Mahomes because, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a tier no, one. No, no, no. He no. can lose any freaking skill player Herbert. and he will still beat you. It would be the you Broncos. Justin Herbert or Broncos or somebody like that, yeah. Yeah, it would be the Broncos or somebody out that way. All right, we're getting to the end here. Final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts. Exactly. We're going to go way around the table here. Big O, final thoughts are only like three minutes, man. Well, two two minutes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I have to do yeah, that. Yeah, but too. I, 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 I'm, Coach I'm G, man. man. Come on, man. You know this team. Now, play the JPP one, man. That's my favorite, man. Get the JPP. Oh, it's back with us, man. Get the JPP. That's the, that's the classic, man. That's, that's the one. That's that's the one. I was saying when you asked me that question, Charles, um, Charles man. I, JPP hand, man, it's not going to work, man. Yeah, everybody said, well, it worked at Tampa Bay, and I was like, I got, I got, I got, I got a perfect explanation for that. When you got that D, when you got a D line like Tampa had when they won that Super Bowl, JPP was just cleaning up on those tackles, dog. It wasn't really nothing special he was doing. <laughs> it'll be ten years in two in two years. It'll be ten years since that happened. Oh, okay, man. so y'all tell me. You guys are All right, let me tell you what I just I saw. Uh, <laughs> y'all crazy, man. Brian, you, you're right, man. Uh, it's it, it's job to lose, dude. Um, Azudu's not ready. I'm just keep it. I'm, I'm giving y'all a little uh, bullet points here. Cause we got to go in a minute. Uh, John Michael Smith will probably go to the Hall of Fame. He'll be here for about 12 years. I'm letting you know that right now. Glowinski wow. looks nice. good. Yeah. Um, Cole Beasley, man, is. He, he, <laughs> I'm surprised. He's torching fuckers out there. I think Darnay Holmes is about done. By the way, that's just me. Um, um, mm-hmm. Jason Pinnock. Wow. Uh, okay. he, he's doing it. He is really doing it. Uh, he, he'll probably be pr- first team, right? I mean, vice first team. He's going to end up right next to Xavier McKinney. That's all I want to say about that. Brian, he was right about um, Eric Gray. I think he's going to be, to begin with, probably our punt returner, I believe. Um, what was the other No, Richie thing? James? I'm Steve, just kidding, man. Everybody see Richie! No shit. Oh God. <laughs> what do you think about Trey Hawkins, Chris? <laughs> I was ready to Look out. Trey Hawkins is the is, is oh man. You know what? I so every now and then the guy comes around that you to say, you know, you see his name, you're like, Okay, well, you know, I hope he makes the team or maybe he doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. I don't see but very much football out in whole old Dominion, so what? And then this guy mm-hmm. comes in here and she shines like He's been the baller ever since he walked into camp. Now, all of the trackers are going to say, well, a lot of times there were no pads, blah, blah, blah. Nah, this guy's hungry. If you saw the, the, the interviews they've had during training, training camp, you'll see that he is freaking driven. He knows that he, that he has to fight for this position, and he really doesn't give a fuck. Expect him to make this team. So expect him to start do, it. 
So do we award him with the Jerome Cunningham uh, preseason Hall of Fame award? No, 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 no. Trey Trey Hawkins can actually (laughs) play. Okay. Remember, no, so remember, no, remember, remember years ago, Giants. I, I remember. I was one of them. I was one of them. But we got some dudes that need to go. Uh, oh, I think Neil will be all right. I like the fact that he dedicated himself to to his to his um his fitness, and he hired um what's his name Willie Anderson as his personal trainer and all of that, former All Pro guard. I, I think I, I think he's on. He I'm gonna give him the face. I think he's on the he should have spent the whole – Evan Neal, Chris, he should have spent the whole offseason in England learning how to drive on the opposite side of the – you know, other side of the car. You know, they drive on the right side of the car. That, that's basically what left terrible. tackle and right tackle in the foot – no, I'm saying, like, the foot movements and hand placements. Like, it's really yeah. – got to rewire your brain to play so, totally – he played at a high level at Alabama, left tackle. And you go to the NFL, I mean, it's just – it's not as right. easy as people think it is. You just don't throw guys there and they're just going to play. Like, you got to rethink everything. Foot placement, right. hand placement, I, how you I, come I, off the I edge. Could do that. Um, everybody's always talking about – I agree with that. Everybody's always talking about, uh, look, Daniel Jones, this is here to prove something. You know what? I think we need to look at Leonard Williams as well, okay? And I'm going to leave that right there. I'm going to leave that hanging all freaking season long, okay? <laughs> we just got to watch out for him. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else we got? Uh, yeah, to everybody. Um, Brian, you was on point with this. Uh, I think the fuck up of Rock Nation was. I think it was after we lost to Seattle. Was that our bye week last week? I mean last year. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. I think it was after we lost. Yep. To Seattle. That's when that three or four year deal for 12 million came up for Barkley. And a year, and they turned that mm-hmm. shit down because they figured the kind of season he's having, he's just going to ball out, and he's going to they could get more money. They lost that bet. That's where it was lost right there, because things are cool with, between him and Joe Shane right now. And I think that's a matter of professionalism. I think they real. I think his team fucked it up, and he needs to get some new cats in his corner. That's what that is. Fuck Dalvin Cook, by the way. Um, also, last thing for me, for me. Okay. I don't. I'm trying to remember who asked this question. I think it was. I think it was you, C notes, and I think it was. Uh, I think uh, Big O mentioned it. Look, we opened at home this year against the Cowgirls. Okay, we can't lose that fucking game. I know it's a long 17 game season, but we cannot lose that fucking game at home. Because that's going to set a multiple of tones out. Just look at it for the, from the front line of perspective. We lose that game, we're going to be down. You know how we're going to be talking on this show and this forum. Then we're going to go out to friggin' Arizona. We could probably beat that team, but it, it's still going to be all that doubt and all that fucking, you know, wariness and shit, haziness and shit over our team, especially if Daniel Jones stinks it up. So that's going to be, look ugly. And then four days later, we got to play the fucking 49ers. So right there, we those are our tests. Those are our tests right there. So then after that, Seattle comes here, and I don't know what it'll look like then. That's the most. That's 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 the game that that'll make you think. Well, if we're zero and three by then, we're going to be panicking about that point. If we're one and two, one and two by then, we're going to fucking probably give them too much respect because we'll still be home. If we're three and zero by then, we're going to be overconfident. So I'm not really sure. Then we got to go to the Dolphins. 
Okay? Where all of us will be looking mm. at each other in the face, scratching our heads, but at least the cognac and the fucking Jameson will be there. Then we got to see the Bills later. Then we got to start playing the Commanders and the back to the Jets. And then on Vegas, it's just going to be a mess. But my point is, <laughs> we have to play the Eagles two out of the last three games of this season. Mm-hmm. And if you know how goddamn psychologically challenging that is for this franchise, that's going to be really, really daunting on us. One of those games is on Christmas Day, by the way. So, sure. all right, that's what I'm saying. We must win our first game because it's going to give us a shot in the fucking arm, and we got to look good doing it too, by the way. So that's, what I, that's all I wanted to say. That's my final thought. I want to bring it to the crew. Let's start at the top. Uh, Steve, you got anything else? No, let's uh, make sure, because uh, of time, I think we've got about 45 seconds to a minute. Give us your final thoughts. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's start with Big O. Let's do it, Big O. Yeah. Final Can thoughts. Can you hear me? Huh? Am I on mute? Gotcha. Okay. No, you're not. Yeah, man. Uh, well, I'm. I'm that first game of the season, man. Uh, it's uh, like Lady Blue said. She, I, I, I hate those games too. But Dallas is going to be rusty too. Uh, if you heard about their camp, it, Dak good. wasn't looking good at all. So uh, we're going to be looking rusty, man. Both teams are going to be rusty. But I think if Daniel Jones can play a good game, if he, if he has improved, like they're saying he has improved. I think we can beat Dallas this first game, man. So I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm the Giant fan. That one game at a time. We're, 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 we're focusing on Dallas this, 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 this first season game. So we're, 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 we're this team out here. They're in practice right now. They're, they're putting things together. They're, they're trying to get this camaraderie together, man. This, this, this continuity together. So I, I, I see just, it's just a breath of fresh air in New York right now, man. With the coaching staff, with the front office. I just hope everything has just come together, man. Um, Waller on this team, adding these additions on this team, man. Daniel Jones has no excuse not to improve. Thank you. If Thank you, you have all these weapons and you cannot put points on the board, I'm done. It, it's 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 not gonna work. It's that right. that's gonna be not gonna work. Part two. Bleed, bleed blue, homie. Appreciate you so much. Bleed blue. Peace and blessings. Bleed blue. Brian, big hit is podcast. Yes, sir. A couple of thoughts. Giants going to beat Dallas. Uh, uh, after that, it, it gets a little bit tougher. Uh, whether you know it or not, Zach Martin's holding out. Uh, he hasn't reported to camp yet. So, you know, they, they've got some issues going on in, in Big D. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, so we really didn't touch too much on the defense. One of the things I thought needed to be sh- – Short up in the preseason or excuse me, off season was uh, defensive tackle rotation. And right now, Nacho's okay, but Ashawn Robinson, he he's on the pop as is uh, DJ uh, Davidson was draft pick last year. So that leaves uh, Nacho and Jordan Riley is, is basically it for the backups. But yeah, I think Robinson will be back in time. If we get that, then we should be fine as far as you know the defensive tackle rotation. You know, behind Lawrence and uh, Williams, or you know, maybe the best tandem in the NFL. And I'm not, you know, a superlative kind of guy, but I, it'd be a fair assessment, I think. Um, but other than that, uh, too, too much other stuff to talk about. Let's uh, let's talk in a couple of weeks. All right, Brian, big hit this quarter podcast. We got to check it out too, by the way, buddy. See you all yes, season you long. Absolutely. See you Real quick. Y'all minutes. 
thank you, gentlemen. It's been great for uh, for another week here. We'll see each other in two weeks. If you, I've been looking at some of the bets um, that are out there on DraftKings. If you want to play some bets for the season, we're talking about Waller, seven hundred yards is going right now is the over under for him for him for, for the season, four and a half we'll touchdowns and sixty and sixty and a half receptions. Um, that's out there. Uh, Daniel Jones, four thousand yards is at plus six hundred. If you want to take advantage of that. And then touchdowns right now, 17-and-a-half passing touchdowns. Um, but one, mm. well, one that I've been noticing that I'm trying to kind of – and we've been talking about on the show tonight is the win total. Um, the win total right now on the, on the, on the board is 7-and-a-half, which what? for as much as we're Damn. talking about how much the team has improved, Vegas is telling a much different story. And, you know, nobody makes a whole lot of money betting against them. So I'm looking at that number, and I remember a couple of years ago we I did a very similar thing where I saw that number and I was like, boy, do they know something? And they they're thinking trade too. So they're thinking trade. So just keep it's that, the schedule, man. Keep it's that, that in mind. That yeah, that keep that keep that win number in mind. Like that's out there. Um, uh, and that's something that I, I, I'm going to – as the early part of the season goes on, I'm like, I mean, I don't know if they're. Hey, we'll see if they're right or not. You know, they're, they, okay. if you if you think they're wrong, they're they're letting you bet it. So that's something <laughs> to be on the lookout for. And Thibodeau's ten sacks plus two fifty. If you want to try that bet out as well, there's some other ones. But maybe after yeah. overtime or maybe next week's show, well, there's some other ones that I like as well. But we can talk about. I'll that stay up for the overtime. I got a little bit from. I can do overtime for a little bit. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Lady Blue. I 100% agree with Big O that yeah we've got. Daniel Jones has weapons and he has no excuse, but yes, he does have one excuse, and that's the thing that we always bitch about every year. Is the line going to hold up to give him time to find these weapons? And like I said, they all sound great on paper, but we need to see what they can do. But other than that, like I said, I agree with everyone. I know we're running short on time. I'm glad I'm here. Glad to hear everyone's voice and bleed fucking blue, baby, every day. Bleed blue, lady blue. Thank you very much, dear. And Manny Dog. I'm hoping to see a great year and maybe we get some good trade value for a punter. This man is All right, all right. Before I hand it over to Steve Azul, let me say thank you very, very much, Lady Blue. Big old Brian. Big hitter himself, the comparable, comparable C notes, and the champ Manny Dog. Like like Steve said at the top of the show, you got all these other shows you got to check out. That the Ranger Prowl show that's also on. Um, <clears throat> ooh, excuse me, that you can follow on on the other on Empire Sports Media for have a blue shirts. The Yankees game with well, the Yankees is on Sunday now, I believe. Right, Steve. Until fresh. <laughs> okay, all right. To, to the Giants come back, and, we'll be back on Monday during uh, football season. Yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, check out the Nickelbacca app page as well as the show every Wednesday or every other Wednesday, I should say. We, um, now, check us out in Podcast Republic, iTunes, Stitcher app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all the other media there is. And I'm handed over to Steve Azul himself. Yeah, man, thanks for everybody coming on, man. It's good to hear from the great big O. 
Shout outs to Big O on that man. Epic sound bites as well. And um, Brian, Big Hitters Podcast. Uh, you know, go to his Facebook page and Cold Twitter and SoundCloud. Team, man. Come on, man. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, you know, Brian has a great show. Uh, check it out uh, on, on the Facebook page. Shout out to Carl. Happy belated, man. Will do. Uh, uh, Lady Blue, good to hear your voice again. And Manny Dog. Manny, and Manny Dog. No, no. How are we? Chris, how, Manny, please. While you're, oh, yeah, because he wasn't here at the top. Manny, please tell everybody about your show and your platform you got going on. You got a lot of great commentary right there on Instagram. Yeah, Go ahead, man. Please. Oh, snap. Yeah, man. If you look up on YouTube, uh, look up uh, Do Work Better for Think mm-hmm. 3D. You'll be able to see In This Corner with the Champ. Uh, that's my podcast. I have another podcast called uh, For the Record where I'm uh, interviewing guys in the music biz. Fun stuff. Um, if you sick of my face, uh, get used to it. It's going to keep coming. <laughs> Great content Brandy's got going on, man. Definitely check it out. Shout out support Brian. Shout out I'm going to uh, have to come on and discuss punters. <laughs> you did it. Let me, yo, please I want you, Carl. I want you. Yeah, Steve, I'm going to go to YouTube also. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. Who said that? 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 Oh, oh, that, that was me. That's me. I, yeah, I opened up a YouTube channel. So, that many dogs. Oh, yeah, so look for uh, the Big Hitters podcast. Shout out to him on, on YouTube. So, follow that on YouTube. Yeah, Chris, we didn't get to all the rest of the NFL. You know, I, you know I'm going to check out the Hard Knocks for sure. Um, and Carl had yeah. a, Carl was spot on two weeks ago when he brought up the Netflix quarterbacks. I watched the entire thing. It was fantastic. Production was fantastic. I'm a, I, I, I love, you know what? I love Kirk Cousins, man. If you watch it, you'll see what I'm talking about. He, but Patrick Mahomes, he takes that workout ethic to a whole nother level, man. And then you look at Manny Dogs and DB Nation would have been pissed watching that with Patrick Mahomes and then looking at Blue Number Eight. You, that's how you say, damn, man. Mm, 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 you see, oh, you yes, see, you watch Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, last, my last thought is now. Yeah, you watch it, it come back in two weeks, we'll talk about it. And then my last thoughts, and Chris, it has nothing to do with football. And listen, and Manny, we talked about it, but I didn't think it was going to be like that, man. Bud Crawford put a beat yep. down. Yep. I, 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 I didn't think it was going to be like Nobody listen to me. <laughs> Not like that, though. I didn't think it was going to be like yep. that. That was – I know, he's in the Hall of Fame. Was, I mean, he was in the Hall of Fame black. anyway. They inducted him that night after that beat down. He, he should have been inducted that night. Unbelievable. That, that, I didn't see. That was crazy. Right? That's a, that's a great man. That's a, that, that's our generation's great right there. Wow! At that stage, after I'm just when he got sent when he got sent down when Spence got sent down for the first time in his career, the fight was really over right there. Wow! Right yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was over after that. Yeah. It was done. There's, there's nothing you can look at and say, wow, man, this is competitive. And no, I, never, I can't remember the last time I seen somebody who was that poised give a beatdown. He was poised and gave a beatdown. He was. So, so was. He was measured. Yes, he was fantastic, it's, it's, man. That, those are my final thoughts, man. We'll be back in two weeks. But anything else you guys want to add? It, I'll, I'll stay on for a little bit for the old team to rock out. All right, and I'll stay for a little bit, too. Uh, Jaron Ellis, by the way, and it's not going to beat um, Bud Crawford. Just wanted to get that out of the way. Thank you very much. Nope. Not Bleed blue. <laughs> Bleed blue, y'all. Can you Bleed dig blue. it? Can you dig it? Bleed blue. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you?
Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.